now lead this best of seven series three games to two. Game six in Dallas. Now hang me up to dry. Up everything. I don't have the energy for a more excited one. It no. is what is it? Saturday, May fourth. May the fourth be with you. Uh, something's got to be with us because the boys <laughs> have abandoned. Us. I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> uh, it is Saturday, May fourth. This is the Two Guys No Cup podcast. We are coming to you from our depressed and downtrodden studios in the Chicago of Canada because they don't have a New York, Toronto, <laughs> Ontario. So true. You made a good point. I hadn't thought about it, but you were just making yeah. that point. They don't have a New York. They have a Chicago, which is Toronto. They have a Seattle, which is Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, what's Montreal? Montreal's New Orleans. They have which, a New Orleans, you I was know, gonna say, in a way. A Texas city, but yeah, either and, way. And that, yeah, exactly. And that it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. You're your own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Des Moines in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> Get daggered, Winnipeg. Sorry, uh, Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's who you really insulted, uh, was Des Moines, Iowa. Um, how how else can we put off talking about this game? Yeah, what else do you want to talk about? Detective Pikachu comes out next week. Oh, I'm so really psyched. excited. That'll be reviewed. We'll, re- we'll have plenty of time to review movies starting <laughs> next week. So, yeah, yeah. Did you know that Avengers and like Marvel in general is not that big in Japan? Which makes sense, but you know. But Detective Pikachu, according to some guy on Reddit that lives in Japan, he tried to get seating for it, and it's mm-hmm. like booked up for two weeks. Thank you, Japan. For being the best, mm. it's gotten all right reviews so far, and mm-hmm. I expect to love it. Five stars <laughs> already. <laughs> Just preemptive five stars. Uh, yeah, so we watched this game last night at Gift Jeff's house. The address is redacted, and um, he was a wonderful host. It was a wonderful experience, other than the Blues losing terribly mm-hmm. hard. So, why don't we not put it off any longer and tear the band-aid off and talk about this turd. The Blues lose 2-1 to one in Game 5 to the Dallas Stars, sealing their fate. It doesn't have to be. The Boston yeah. Bruins were down 3-2 to two in the first round of the playoffs, and they didn't lose, but it still feels like we've been here enough times to know. Doesn't it really? I woke up this morning and I... It was like I really thought the Blues were already yeah. out. Oh, I was yeah. like, they're out. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's what happened. The Stars scored two minutes and 42 seconds into this game uh, with the goal coming off the stick of who else but... <laughs> Jason Spezza, the giggling machine himself. 
Uh, third goal of the playoffs, third goal of this series. Uh, assisted by Tyler Sagan and Matthias Yanmark. Thomas chipped the puck in our zone here and tried to prevent the zone exit. It was a good play, but it ultimately just ended up being someone else's puck and them exiting the other direction. I'm pretty sure they didn't show it really well on camera. It was at the top of the screen and kind of blurry. I'm pretty sure there was just a blatant trip on a Blues player that was just uncalled here, right mm. in front of a referee, by the way. Like a hook trip thing. Different rules. Got to bury the whistle. But, uh, anyway, the stars escape. Yanmark and Sagan are in two-on-one on Petro. Uh, Yanmark pulled up and shot, but Bennington saved it. Yanmark got the puck back and gave it to Sagan behind the net. Sagan passed it in front to a streaking Spezza who nailed the one-timer while Patrick Maroon totally screened Bennington. Here's the problem. This is just an opening goal. That's all it should be. Mm -hmm. There is not... There was not a moment (coughs) after this goal where I thought we would win this game. And that's my problem, right? Mm -hmm. Or it should be. Except... Was there a moment after this goal where it looked like the Blues thought they would win this game? No, they were. They already looked like they were playing. Man, I don't. I don't know what I'd call it. I was gonna say scared, but they generated some chances after this. But it just looked like they were playing desperate immediately, which is good, but also a little weird because you're like, if you're playing desperate right away after that, are you worried you're not gonna be able to come back at any point? Like, we got to score now. we got to even it up now. It has to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I want them to play desperate, but it also feels like they know they have to score immediately to get the crowd back in it, and they just they couldn't muster it. Yeah, and that worries me, too, about the all the quotes we've seen about, well, next game has to be our most desperate game. And apologies for the lawnmower noise in the background. We're recording in the morning. And... That's going to happen sometimes, but... It's the suburbs, people. But, um, yeah, they played their most desperate game tonight. Mm. Desperate isn't going to help this team. They When they play desperate, they don't necessarily play better That's or smart. So, so true. Good players, maybe, when they're just, like, desperate, like, backs against the wall. And I'm not saying we don't have good players, but, like... You have a Sidney Crosby or, like, an Austin Matthews or whoever on the ice. If you play desperate, maybe you find an extra gear and you just single-handedly tie or win a game. Mm -hmm. But for this team, we played desperate all game, and we'll talk... I mean, obviously, we'll talk about it, but, like, we we looked like scoring a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. We also looked like giving up a whole bunch of goals. Yeah. And at the end, it ended kind of how it felt like it should have. So the rest of the period, the Blues had 60% of the Corsi in this period. Um, They only had two high-danger chances. I'm sorry, 52.5% of the Corsi at all strengths. Um, Still only two high-danger chances. They surrendered four. uh, And the Stars had almost one expected goal, and they scored a goal. So, <sighs> so you enter the period, and you enter the intermission, and the Blues had played really well in yeah. like the second half of that period. And you think maybe they just come out and pot one earlier in the second, mm-hmm. and maybe there's hope. And there was no hope. And the Blues <laughs> had fifty-eight percent possession, fifty-nine percent almost. I was in like, the they're second. flying in the second period. 
they also, I think this is the period they let up the most on-man rushes the other way. Oh, indeed. And uh, one of those led to, uh, well, no, it wasn't exactly an on-man rush. It wasn't really. It was, it was off the rush, though. It was off the rush. Uh, Barbashev, well, we should first pay homage to the man who scored the goal. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Esselindel, of course. Greg Luganis himself. I should know the name of other divers, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And, um... He, uh... Got a goal assisted by Radulov and Klingberg. Barbashev made a nice clearing play here to get the puck uh, almost on a breakaway to Favre, but he was intercepted by Bishop. Um, Bishop passed to the boards, and Klingberg chipped it out. Radulov got it at center ice. Radulov entered almost offsides, it looked like, but not actually, I don't think. Very close. Dropped it to Lindell. Lindell cut to the middle, took a backhand from deep, and it goes off the skate of Bowmeister and bounces over Bennington. Always never a good sign when your Kenny Alberts or your Doc <laughs> Emmerichs or your whoever had the vocal the vocal emotion of, wait, he shot from there? Wait, he scored from oh, yeah. there? And that's kind of what this was. It was one of those, he shoots, he scores, yeah. sort of thing. And, uh, they got all the bounces last night, and we did not get any. That's no. about as positive as I'll be yeah. about this loss. It's like, we really did, Blues really did try. They were out there trying. We saw them hustling. Um, but every single shot hit someone in the pads, hit Bennington directly in the pads or in the chest, bounced off Bennington and rolled wide. And then they would come down. We were just saying that we had Bishop made like, or Bishop Bennington made like four or five or six really amazing saves mm-hmm. before he let up this goal. And we were like, man, we're going to get, I was saying, we're going to let in some dinky goal. And not, you know, Bennington's fault or anything, but just like, it's going to be a weird one. And it was a knuckler off the back of Bo Meester's leg, a backhand knuckler. And I was like, oh, now I truly didn't believe it. it was 2-0. It was not over. not really Bo Meester's fault, but, but also. But also, get more of it or yeah. get it the fuck out of the way. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, that's as positive as I'll be. it's felt like that's happened this season for him. But, yeah, I mean, Jeff's dogs, his adorable, his two adorable dogs, Frank and Derek, mm-hmm. came down the stairs. Both corgis, very sweet. And I totally missed this goal. And it was probably a full like two minutes later <laughs> that I looked over and it was like, oh, that was funny because you were saying, well, this is helping. You know, this is helping out because we were already losing. Uh-huh. You know, and I was like, oh, he means because we just got scored yeah. on. And then you're like, when did we get scored on? And I was like, that's when the dogs came down. <laughs> But it was uh, it was some comfort, but not enough comfort. And that was, I mean, what what's the story of the rest of the game? It's all the same story. The boys had a lot of offensive chances, mm-hmm. not a lot of quality chances. How many high danger chances would you think we had? This we game? had. I already told you we had two in the first. Um, I'm gonna say seven. We had five. The Stars oh, had seven. Uh, 
we had the expected goal for advantage of two four eight to one nine four. Um, yeah, we were pushing, but like the how many times did you see us have a really good shot and it went off Bishop or you know it got to the middle of the zone and there was no blue there to collect the rebound for another shot? It would be like four stars to the mm -hmm. puck first. Mm -hmm. They were collapsing down low really well. We we had no we just had no momentum as far as offense. It was constantly pinballing. We had four power plays and we went over four. And we probably I would imagine I need to look at the stats, but I would imagine we allowed more shorthanded shots than we got power yeah, play shots. At very least even even amounts. Um the uh one thing that did surprise me was that we closed the gap enough to score the goal that we did score, which was off a, a play by Bishop in the third period. Uh the puck came back to him, Petrangelo shot it from our own defensive zone, basically our own blue line, and it just happened to be on center or else it would have been icing, and Bishop had to stop it, and so when he played the puck, Thomas kind of crashed in on him, and uh, it was it was a play, I mean, he just botched it. He tried to get it over mm -hmm. to uh, Klingberg and he couldn't and uh, Schwartz was there and like rushed in and got the rebound yep. and scored it and it was a fine shitter goal. Yeah, I was like yeah not to take away from us scoring a goal but also so it was on the on Stars flub. If they play that better it's we lose 2-0. Mm -hmm. I mean you gotta capitalize on their mistakes but do that more often. Do that some. You do do that a couple more times this game. Uh, I didn't like this goal because it gave me some amount of hope, and I didn't want to have any <laughs> hope. I didn't want to be daggered again. They daggered me once. Leave it at that. I don't want you to then score a goal and make me think maybe the Blues have a chance. Didn't Perron ring one off the post too, at some point, mm -hmm. and then the and the goal horn went, and I think we had possession, so they had to stop play. And then I think we had another one that I think hit Bishop and then hit the post. And yeah, we had some really close I ones where we were like smacking around in the net. Uh, you had a loose puck here or it's there loose. that we must put in. Yeah, when Kendall, Kendall Coyne, Schoolfield made her best contribution <laughs> as a commentator, <laughs> just yelling it's loose. Uh, that was fun. Uh, yeah, and like I don't. I won't, well, obviously, we have some other things to talk about. I don't know that there's a lot to analyze in what actually happened in this game, other than they scored early. Mm -hmm. You allowed an early goal. You weren't hot off the hop. Yeah. Opening goals in this series, do you know what the records are? Mm -mm. I'm trying to think. I can, we, look, game, I can look over Game one, it. we scored first, and we won. Right. I remember that much. Game four, we scored first and lost. Lost, yep. Game two, we scored... No, they scored first game and won. Game three, we scored first and won. Game two, they scored first, first and won. won. So it's all over the place. No, it's four, 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 four to one. Okay. We only, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you let them score first, and I think the problem here is... The emotional baggage you and I carry as the most pessimistic fans mm -hmm. in St. Louis. Oh, there's people that I'm sure are way worse, and that's the thing. That's in the crowd. 
Absolutely. And that's what I hate about when people are like, you can't boo. And I was like, I know this team, this specific team hasn't lost 53 years in a row. Mm-hmm. But the Blues have. Yeah. And these people have been going and watching these games. And eventually when this shit happens and you don't look like... They're skating back in their own zone. There were so many times we passed it in our zone and the Dallas would pick it off and fans would start booing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, of course. And that's... you have to win this game. <laughs> I'm so sick. Like, what are we supposed... Like, get up and cheer a little? Like... Come on, guys. Like, it's not like I'm going to cheer or I'm not going to cheer at a game. I will. But when they're playing like shit, when they literally turn it over, yeah, I'm a fucking boo. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and we are not the worst. We're pretty pessimistic, but I guarantee you we're not the worst That's in St. Louis. Sure. There's, pro- we're too young. We're, we're <laughs> still, we, still, we still have some hope. There's some people that are just black and dead inside. There's some hope that we might win at some point in our lives. Yeah. There are Blues fans who have been Blues fans all their life mm-hmm. who legitimately think, maybe I die before it happens. I'm I'm and not I'm getting there. I was like, I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I'm starting to believe, like, when I think about, so what was it? In the in 19, let's say, like, 60, there was some, you know, 28-year-old guy who was like, man, the Cubs have not won in, like, 50-plus years. And he was like... Well, they'll win soon, I'm sure. We're due. And then they win in what? Was that 2015? 2016? What? That could be be us right now. That could Uh, be like, oh, they'll win in the next 20 years. And then they win in whatever that is. 2055 or something. Great. (sighs) That's that's where we're at. As we've always said as St. Louisans. Sing it loud. I'm from the loop and I'm miserable. So, yeah, I mean, it's so bad. I thought, I have so many thoughts and no good ones. No good. But, like, I just... Oh, wait for our Game 6 episode. I, I just generally, here's my, here's the point I want to make, and people are not going to like it, so apologies in advance. This team... We were talking about gutting this team's core in November. Gutting it. Then December happened, and that was our worst month mm-hmm. with our current head coach in charge, just for the record. And then Jordan Bennington arrived, and we were much better. And we made the playoffs, and we won round one. We won it fairly convincingly. Good, good for us. Mm-hmm. Good for us. If we come to Series 2, and we pull the same shit we've been pulling under some variation of this current regime for a decade, a full fifth of the franchise history. I'm not saying we need to gut the core, but it's still, the same problems are still there. The The problem with this team is, this. this is a culture... And, and fans, we bear some responsibility, but I think obviously the locker room bears most of it. This has been a culture of, like, downtroddenness mm-hmm. and uncertainty and fretfulness and doubt from day one. And, like, the, the Bacchus era fed right into the Petrangelo era, and there wasn't enough of, like, a, a, change. a hard stop there yeah. to... 
really make a difference. And when you look at that trajectory, you had Bacchus and Oshi and Peron and Bergwin were kind of like your guys that were supposed to carry you into the future. Mm-hmm. And I guess Alan was drafted around then. I don't know how quickly he emerged as like, this is your next guy. I mean, he was there. He was the seen as the next guy when we traded Bishop in 2011, so not that far off. But you have those five guys, and they have a, a good first year for like a, an upstart group of guys. I don't even know if they were all there yet. Oh, Oshi and Perron and Berglund? Yeah. Yeah, they were. Uh, Berglund and Oshi's rookie year was 08 09. Yeah. And then Perron was the year before. And then. He's, then it's just a couple. It's a couple of those years, and I'm I'm the chronology is really bad for me in hindsight. But a couple of the the Kings years was that like eleven and twelve or was it 12, 13. 12, 13? We didn't make it in ten and eleven. And then you get Tarasenko, and you're like, holy shit, that's like the final piece of the puzzle because mm-hmm. he's like a superstar. And then you you put him with your good team, and then it's a, it's the formula, and it's just kept on not unraveling, but it just keeps building, and it's like a snowball, and like little chunks fall off, mm-hmm. but the snowball is still there, and it's still rolling downhill. Now they can they can in theory prove me entirely wrong, win tomorrow, win game seven, and then I'm like. I'm here for it. This is clearly a new team in some significant way. But I'm not convinced it's real likely. Yeah, I don't believe it. Not one bit. And I don't I don't know. What do you think? Give me your thoughts. I don't want to be the ranty guy. No, it's fine. I, I can give you exactly why it's not going to happen. Even though previous performance does not predict future performance. Although sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Depends on what you're talking about. Let's go all the way back to 2012. Simpler times, I think. Right? I think. That's what you have to say when it's the past. Barack Obama was president. You think people refer to, like, the Vietnam War as, like, simpler (laughs) times? Someone does. Someone's like, that was simpler times. Uh, Blues beat the San Jose Sharks in five games. They lost the first game. Yep, they won. Four games in a row after that. After the Roman Polak door? Yeah. I think that was like in game two, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Blues lose to the Los Angeles Kings in the second round in four games. They were swept. You all remember that. Blues lose game six, which was an elimination game. 3-1, empty netter. 2013, Blues lose the Los Angeles Kings in six games. Two. This is the start of... A very terrible streak of two wins to start the series, four losses to end the series. Blues game five at home, which we have a terrible record with, even added to last night. Uh, Game five at home, Blues lose 3-2 in OT. A close one, just like last night. Elimination game, though, Blues lose game six by a score of 2-1. 2014, Blues lose to Chicago Blackhawks in six games. Again, two wins up, four losses down. Game 5 at home, Blues lose again, 3-2 OT, very close game, just like last night. Elimination game, Blues lose game 6 by a score of 5-1. to 2015, Blues lose to the Minnesota Wild in 6 games. Back and forth, loss, win, loss, win, loss, loss. Game 5 at home, Blues lose 4-1. In elimination game, Blues lose game 6 by a score of 4-1. to They lost back-to-back games, 4-1. to Yep. <sighs> <laughs> 
2016, this is the beacon of hope. <laughs> Blues beat the Chicago Blackhawks in seven games. Although it was win-loss, win-win, loss-loss. <laughs> Game five at home, Blues lose 4-3, double overtime. Close, close loss. Blues beat Dallas Stars in seven games. Lose the first one, win the next two, lose-win, lose-win. Blues lose to the San Jose Sharks in six games. That's a win-loss-loss, and then again, win-loss-loss. Game five at home, Blues lose 6-3. to three. Elimination game, Blues lose game six by a score of 5-2. to two. 2017, Blues beat the Minnesota Wild in five games. That was Jake Allen's coming out party, I suppose. Uh, four or three wins in a row, a loss, and then another Jake win. Jake Allen earned himself $17 million off of that. that series. Yeah. I mean, he would have gotten paid some amount of money, mm-hmm. but like I would say, ten or so million dollars. He probably doesn't. He gets paid like at least thirty-three percent less. I would think for sure. So. Twenty seventeen, yeah. Blues beat Minnesota Wild in five games. Blues lose to the National Predators in six games. Game five at home and an elimination game. Blues win two to one. That is the only game five at home since the San Jose Sharks series that the Blues have. One game five at home, a winner, and an elimination game that wasn't a game seven. That's the only elimination game that they have won that was not a game seven. Then they lose the elimination game six, three to one. Our record when our back is against the wall, minus game sevens, is bad. It is not good. We've never won a game six. A game six where we faced elimination. Mm-hmm. And this, not in this era. In this era. Yeah. And we've we're terrible in game fives at home. Mm-hmm. Games the fifth. I just I don't I don't see history rewriting itself. Like you and could, but people, it's a lot of the same guys. There are people out there the same. Well, the Blues surprised us. Um. The Blues surprised us this series or this season, and they can do it again. And they could, but they're not gonna. They're just not. <laughs> you saw it last night. They, they were trying. I want to say that they honestly, honest to God, put a lot on the line out there last night, and it wasn't enough. They were unlucky, but it just wasn't enough. And I don't think they have. A greater gear. I don't either. I, yeah, I don't. I just. I mean, you can hope. You can hope that maybe Dallas flubs it tomorrow. You know, maybe Blues play a really good road game, which just means they they play on Dallas's mistakes mm-hmm. and they score some goals. Maybe they do that, but again, I don't think the Blues have the game to take over the game. So now you just have to kind of bank on Dallas not playing well. Yeah, which is not. A great Seen strategy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. It's like, whenever they flubbed yesterday, Bishop was really good. Mm-hmm. Bishop was eating those pucks up, man. There were not a lot of rebounds. It was just one and done. And uh, you just hope that maybe Dallas is too into the game. The crowd gets them, like, way too amped. You know, the whole, like, oh, we're ready to do it. And then they they bust I mean, we've destroyed game Dallas at home in surprise fashion before. Yeah. In game seven a couple of years ago. But I just don't see it. 
I don't. I want to be the. They also guy. had like Kari Lettinen and yeah, Antti Niemi, and no Tyler Sagan. Yep. Thanks. I had a moment. Of Sorry. That, and you extinguished <laughs> it. No, no, I appreciate it. I really do. See, now, yeah. The Blues got outshot or outshot the Stars thirty-nine to twenty-seven. They actually won the face-off battle for once, but they were zero for four on the power play. Fucking awful. They had thirty hits to fourteen. They had eight blocks to 19, and they had 15 fucking giveaways. You're right. When this team plays desperate, they play, like, stupid desperate. They don't play the smart, like, here's how we're going to dismantle this team now. We have to do it. It's, let's just do it. Let's just, we'll run at them. Go, 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 go. And even then, doesn't look like great. Doesn't look like they're really, this like, team smashing. This too slow, too. We get a breakaway mm-hmm. and fight. Petrangelo, Petrangelo got caught. Just gets caught mm-hmm. by Rupe Henson. Of course he's going to. Tarasenko would get caught. We don't mm-hmm. have speed on this team. That's Fabry Thomas, and that's about it. And it will be Jordan Cairo, God willing. But that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got they got to start transitioning, Robert or we're going to be the Kings pretty soon. Robert Thomas played fifteen and a half minutes, fifteen thirty two, in this game. Unacceptable. He's been your best player all series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bort- Bortuzzo. God God forbid he be our head coach. Bar- <laughs> Barubi has done some things really well in mm-hmm. terms of game to game and even yeah, some in-game surprised adjustments. Surprised me a little. But he is unable. He is unable to, and, and it's the same problem Yo had. It's the same problem Hitchcock had to some extent. He cannot just say... I'm sorry, Jaden, David, even Vladimir, whoever mm. in this game. You're playing like shit, and Robert Thomas is playing great, and he's getting more minutes mm. than you. And he's got to do that now. You looked really good last night. Robert again. Thomas is fucking amazing. And you talked about it, and we'll talk about it more if this does go south in game six. Mm. But, like, that's the bright spot of this playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's put it in a whole new gear and he, it's it's not showing up really on the point sheet yet, mm-hmm. but oh my god, that guy, he's so good. He's the he's the new NHL. He's the way that this team they need to look at Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, and they need to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're like your you know Vladimir Tarasenko, no longer your core or anything or unimportant. They are, but like anything you get now needs, needs to, to be with yeah match them yeah. They're not going to be maybe as skilled, but like they need to be as speedy. They need to be thinking the game like these young guys. You were you were talking about how you kind of felt a short trade coming in the off season. Mm. I just something in me says like if we're going to do something, he's the guy that gets moved. I mean, we were so we were going to trade Petrangelo, and then and the Leafs said no thanks for the Nylander trade, but it was going to happen if they said yeah. Petrangelo wouldn't be on the team anymore. They were that close then. I don't think that door is shut on this core. Like you we were, you were talking about earlier, I don't think the door is shut. We go, well, we're keeping the core now. I think that thing's wide fucking I think open. It's crazy. And you know what else? You know what I have to say to Doug Armstrong's credit? And if this sounds like a punitive thing, I'm sorry if it does, but he hasn't done the thing that organizations always do where they say, Team's been pretty good under Baruby. Let's remove the interim tag. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He hasn't done it, and he will. Like, Craig Berube yeah. is the head coach of this team next season, and I'm not even saying he shouldn't be. But I, ca- I kind of think credit to Armstrong for not saying, I'm not... Yeah, he goes, I'm not, I'm not sold yet. Resting on my laurels, and like... I don't know what that weird, bald, angry man is going <laughs> to do. He could, he could do nothing. That's my fear. Yeah. It's just like, eh. Well, that's the thing. The team because we did so much last yeah. summer, and we're that's the problem. Is you can say it with like two different intonations. This team is good enough. They're good enough, or they're good enough. Yeah, because they are. They're both of those things. Mm-hmm. But they need to, and I'm afraid of the latter. I'm afraid they're just good enough. And the thing, the thing about like I there there are decisions to be made. You chose to bring back. Jay Bowmeister, I said that was fine at the time. I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> Not really because of how he's been in this series, but just because of the Thomas and Cairo point. Like, yeah. Let's move forward. But the fine, it's a one-year deal. I'm not. It's not the end of the world either way. You got to decide on Edmondson. We've talked about him plenty. I don't think you can pay him what he's gonna be paid. No. And can't. I think we're. I think we're more than likely going to. But I think it will be a huge mistake if we do. Mm. Um, I would so much rather see him traded for a speedy forward yeah. or something. You mentioned, and I know he's a little bit older, but I know he's faster. Um, someone that you'd look at wanting this offseason is Matt Zuccarello. Uh-huh. I'd like him. Yeah. In my head, I was just thinking... I don't I know w- what his contract yeah. looks like necessarily. I want us to move towards faster, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to move away from veterans mm-hmm. you know you can still have a veteran presence but get some veterans that can play which yeah. i get is a hot commodity they don't just like they're not just falling off the tree here because if they're a veteran that can play they're a staple on a team right. but like get like alexander steen i get has a contract and it's hard to move him but if it weren't for that contract that dude i'm almost certain he'd still be here though because they'd be like well he's a, a veteran and mm-hmm. we need that presence no, get he's gone. He's yeah, playing fourth line minutes. Be, but... I'm just thinking about people. You know what I mean? Like, I got. We can do this later. We can do this after game six. But like Braden Shen, I would is trade he here? him in a heartbeat for a fat. Like a and and I know some somebody out there just had an aneurysm. Boy, but was he hitting a bunch yes. yesterday? Oh, oh David Backus, like I loved it. It was so good, and that's what hockey's about. We can keep it on this game Fuck. without looking forward too much by yeah. talking about that. Those hits yeah. didn't mean shit. <laughs> I know. And I get, let's all due respect to him for playing the game hard, playing physical. They're exciting. I in respect the, that. In the moment, they're and fun. And you're trying to get your team fired up, but yeah. you didn't. The team didn't win. And so he doesn't get credit for doing that. His job in this game was to win the game, and the team did not win the game. So of the players on the Blues who were losers, he looked better than most. But I'm not going to sit here and just go goo-goo-eyed over him because he's playing the game in a way that is becoming less and less, hmm. less, and less significant over time. You know, yeah. I don't. I. I. You could bring to me the best stand-up goaltender in the world right now, and he would have no place on my team because stand-up goaltending is a thing of the past. 
And, like, I'm not saying hitting is entirely a thing of the past, but if you can't skate around your opponent and you can't shoot and score and you take you answer that inability by just hitting your mm. opponent, great, cool, it makes for some good moments, but... Yeah, I just saw people reading or tweeting and texting and all those other things about how Brain Chen had a really good game last night, and I was like, when he hit people, when he had the puck, he was fucking dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's brutal. I don't know what we're doing with Steen and mm-hmm. Allen. We can talk about all that if we are eliminated. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I just don't have that much to say about this game because I just feel like either they're going to do exactly what we expect and then let the floodgates open. Yeah. Or they shock us and then it's a whole different thing. That's fine. We're and that's great. Just like, I'm in favor, but it just feels like either I'm in, way... <laughs> I'm in favor. Either way, it's not. It's kind of like it was after game two of this series we talked about on the game three reaction show, yeah. where it was like, well, I need next game to explain how to feel about this game a mm-hmm. little bit. And um, I don't have a lot more to say. Do yeah. you have things to say about other topics? No, I'll the tell you. The hurricane swept the New York Islanders. We discussed that briefly last time, but it's official. Yeah. I thought for sure that if Boston gets past uh, Columbus, that Boston would beat Carolina. Like, it wouldn't be a big deal. Like, Boston will beat them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I think that anymore. You I don't know, man. keep thinking Razik or McElhaney's going to collapse. They keep not doing it. I do think if something is to happen, that's the most likely. Oh, for sure. But That could happen in a heartbeat. They also score a lot. Mm-hmm. And their defense is incredible. Yeah. Robin, Robin Leonard Carolina, was a good goalie this year, and they lit him up. I, I would put my money on Carolina to win the cup right now if I was just going to. Because they're probably not. They just have fucking they're devil probably magic. They're favorite by Vegas. Well, they might be right now because they're the only team yeah. officially through. But, like, when the four, when the third round starts, they're probably not the favorite mm-hmm. in Vegas's books. And they've got the devil magic, like you yeah. said. They've rallied around a bunch of jerks, and they've played good football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, they're they're... They're just a well-oiled machine right now. Every highlight I've seen where I'm, like... This would be a goal. Like, I know it's going to be a goal before it happens, even when it's like, you know, there's a highlight of shots and hits. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it is, because that's like, that has to be. Yeah. Like, he t- you know, Justin Williams took the shot and he scored, beats, you know, Grice or whoever was in last night, eventually, like, clean. And you're like, wow. If this holy team shit. wins a cup, Justin Williams deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. He will not get it. Oh, yeah, I think he should. Does I mean, I don't think he will. Does point total, though? No, I don't think he, I don't think he I has the points for that. Speak but I'm saying I really do believe that he should be in there, because though, if he does. How could he not? Like, you won me, in Carolina on your, your first, in your rookie year. You win two in L.A., and then you go to Carolina. Essentially, I'm sure he retires after this year if he wins the cup. Win, yeah. And he bookends it in Carolina. 786 points in 1,250 games. So, yeah. 1250 is pretty good. But, like, Man. yeah, here's the thing. I don't, I, since we need yeah. to fill some time, I, I'm always, like, I, I really like Hall of Fames and I really like the debate. 
But I've never loved the idea that there are these certain thresholds you have to cross. Oh, yeah. Like, it's fine. It's a rule of thumb in baseball. And I, I like it more of like, well, he had 3,000 hits, so of course he's in. Or he had 500 home runs or whatever it is. I don't mind the of course he's in part, but when they go, you didn't hit this. Right. You can't That's be right. in. That's right. Exactly. And, and especially with hockey, especially when a game is like so colorful and diverse, hockey and baseball to me more than basketball and football, but I also like those sports more, so it may just be totally biased. <laughs> but, like, Tiger Williams isn't a Hall of Famer by any metric, mm. but shouldn't he kind of be? Like, he's the the most legendary fighter of all time. Mm. And as much as we don't like fighting now, that was very much yeah. a part of the game then. He's, yeah, he's like a legend. And he was as good as you can get at it. You know, Justin Williams... Maybe doesn't have a Hall of Fame career just on the merits of like his regular season or even just postseason performance yeah. on its own, but he's a legend he's in like Game He's like a playoff sevens. beast, yeah. And is it unbelievable to you that Rob Brindamore, I mean, it was the end of his career pretty much, won a cup with Carolina and Justin Williams was a rookie on that team and now Rob Brindamore is coaching this team? <laughs> And Justin Williams is, like, still playing, but an old man on the team. It's, like, the weirdest. It's so weird. They have have to win. Part of me is, like, they have to win. But hear me when I say this. If it's Columbus, Carolina, I'm just rooting for seven games, man. That that would be so much fun. That's two teams that never, ever make it this far. I mean, obviously, Columbus has never even made it to the second round. But Carolina, I mean, it had, like, almost ten years of never even making the playoffs. How does that happen? You never make the playoffs for like 10 years and then you go on one of these? Is this just Carolina's thing? When they make the playoffs, they win it all, but then they can't make the playoffs for like 10 (laughs) years after that? You know what? That'd be great. I'll take that on the Blues, please. Anything. Justin Williams, 54 points in 73 career playoff games. Stanley Cups with Carolina in 05-06. L.A. In 11-12, and L.A. in 13-14. He won a Conn Smythe in 13-14. 25 points in 26 games, and a plus 13 in Holy almost shit. 17 minutes of ice time per game. If he does, if he gets a fourth cup, and mm-hmm. he's like the heart and soul of that team, you have to put him in the Hall of Fame. You have to. He belongs there. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Like, the, I mean, the fact that <laughs> he was... He was there. He won the cup. How long was he in Carolina after he won the cup? Not, you know, a, a um, handful of years. Let me see what year did he win it. Oh five, oh six. Yeah. He was there two more full seasons, and then he was traded in the third season. To L.A. Oh, to L.A.? Yeah. Oh, so he was with L.A. for a while then. Uh, yeah, it looks like six, seven years. Damn. So, like, imagine this guy, he's a rookie, wins the cup with you. I don't know. Imagine we won the cup with, like, TJ Oshie or something, like his rookie year. And then he got traded, yeah, to Washington, was there the whole time, won that cup, then came back and, like, won a cup with you. What a crazy, like, (laughs) I'd be like, I don't even give a shit that you left. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't care. You're Somehow you're still ours. Very much That'd be so so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Just do it. Just give it to him. Just do it. <laughs> uh, like, I don't mind the Avs, and I am and I like Columbus. Uh-huh. But I think um, I'm rooting for Carolina the hardest, but I think I'm rooting for the East minus the Bruins over anyone to win the Cup. I really, Avs, eh, Sharks, most certainly not. Mm. 
I think we talked about this before. I think I'd actually root for the Bruins to win it over the Sharks. Oh yeah, I hate the. I hate at very the at very least, David Backus gets a cup. Yeah. And I don't need Joe fucking Thornton to have his name on the cup. Fucking yeah. Nasty. Ugh. I'm sorry, Logan Couture. You're worthy of a cup, but uh, you play on a team with like a hobo bastard, <laughs> so <laughs> you can't have it. Um. Did you know that Justin Williams? His current number with the Hurricanes was not his number the first time he got. Was oh, his with jersey the number? Yeah, when he arrived in oh, because he was a rookie. Three, two thousand four. Yeah. Let me. I'm looking up who had his number. Um, he had to switch from fourteen, where he's been everywhere else, to eleven. And he play. He kept eleven, I guess, throughout the remainder of the year. Um, but then, uh, he switched back. He kept 14 when he came back, which I guess makes sense. That's cool. But it's still kind of interesting. Kevin Adams. Kevin Adams had number 14. Historic. Kevin with a Y. Where? Where? <laughs> After the end, it's silent. <laughs> Kevinny. <laughs> um, yeah, Justin Williams is really cool. The Bruins and Blue Jackets, we talked about Marshan last time. Mm-hmm. We won't go down that road again. So are they? They're knotted at 2-2. Same with the Avs Sharks. Avs tied it? Yeah. When was this? Last night? No, the night before. They were. Oh, they won 3-0. Pay attention, Steven. Good lord. No. Nathan McKinnon is like, well, I think he's top. We, were they the only game last night? Uh, no, because Kane swept before. Right before us. Okay. Yeah. If Nathan, if the Nathan, Avs make yeah. the third round, even if they get eliminated, Nathan McKinnon should be considered for Consmite. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is top three. I think it's him and Crosby and McDavid. Yeah. I really do. And people uh, go, oh, Kucherov's really good. Like, mm, yeah, yes, good. but like Nathan McKinnon's like the creepy, like, he's his own hockey team good. Uh, like, he just is. Eric Johnson said he was the best player. He said something to the effect of, he's the best player on earth right now. If he isn't, I don't know who is. And I was just like, Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm very well, certain, I've got another option. I'm very certain you do know who is. But, <laughs> but I mean, in all honesty, that's the guy. And then you say maybe Sidney Crosby. Maybe, just because that's his name. Uh-huh. And that's it. And that's fucking impressive. Yeah. He's so good. He's so fucking good. If they didn't have him, and I think Miko Rontanen's a great player, Gabriel Andeskog is very good, they've had contributions from their depth. If they didn't have Nathan McKinnon, they would have been bounced last round. Oh, for sure. For sure. He's amazing. The dude's fucking incredible. He's so good. Yeah, I mean, he really just is. I don't... That's all? Yeah. That's all? That's all there is? <laughs> this episode title, Nathan McKinnon's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. I don't know what else it's going to be titled. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I, we don't need to drag it out endlessly. It's the middle of a Saturday afternoon. I thought you going to say the summer. I was like, that's coming. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The thing is, we know the Blues have been eliminated, but... It's also the reality. The real reality is they haven't been. Uh-huh. So like, it's that weird thing where we can't talk to you like the boys have been yeah. eliminated, but they have been. Yeah, we, our brains are there. We're just waiting for the future to fill it. It's like how we know that there was a second Thanos at the battle <laughs> <laughs> in the end of Endgame, uh-huh. but nobody else knows. I'm telling you, two and that's Thanos not a spoiler, is... by the way, folks. 
There is not a second Thanos, but we know that there is. I mean, in a way there was. <laughs> but we're talking two Thanoses alive at the same time, fighting the Avengers back to back. Punches and kicks and stone beams um, and shit. You remember the first Avengers where like, it took them, I guess it took the Hulk like punching that giant space snake to mm. kill it. And they're like, wow, good thing we killed that space snake. And then more space Space snakes came out and they're like, fuck. That's what I wanted this to be. I wanted them to kill Thanos <laughs> and then like 90 Thanoses from different timelines walk out. Dressed a little yeah. different. Thanos with a mustache. One of them has like a Captain America shield yeah. that painted different yeah. colors. Just like a kid's sketch of his face on it. Yeah, Thanos with like a mace. Thanos missing an arm. Like Thanos oh, with an eye patch. Yeah, a weird kind of like. Thanos, short Thanos. Thanos with a bowler and a British accent. Yeah, yeah like a short, pudgy Thanos. <laughs> British accent. I say, uh, that'd be funny. <laughs> verily, yeah. verily, sir. I don't know. Marvel fucked up. Yeah, they really missed it. They that's... didn't need a whole army. They just needed a bunch of Thanos. Oh, that's all they needed. They're all fighting and they all look a little different. Oh. Call us. Call us Catherine, whatever your name is. Catherine Heigl. That's not her name. I, I would hang the phone up on Catherine <laughs> Heigl. <laughs> Catherine Heigl, more like Catherine Heigl. <laughs> uh, uh, we're having a good time. <laughs> we're just trying to... Eat away at the gnawing emptiness inside. I'm dead serious. Tomorrow I'm going to watch the game. The stars will score first. I will turn the game off. I will hope to God that we win. I will check my phone at five. We will have lost five to two. And I will go, fucking of course we did. (laughs) Fucking course we did. Because this is how it always is. The nice thing is most of the pain is over now. It's true. They just have to us, confirm it for me. for us, we just know. We yeah. just do know. And God forbid, let me say this. Let me say this. God forbid St. Louis Blues. I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to Brayden. I'm talking to Vladimir Tarasenko. I'm talking to Jaden Schwartz. I'm talking to each and every one of you fuckers. God forbid that you win game six and then lose game seven because there will be a hellfire raining down <laughs> upon your head that you cannot imagine. You cannot comprehend. So don't do it. Do not do it. You do not want to make an enemy of the Two Guys No Cup <laughs> podcast boys get your shit together if you're gonna lose lose in game six otherwise win the damn stanley cup but there is no in between yep a hundred percent agree a thousand percent um we want to end it there we want to we want to call it that was a strong we've, statement we've gotten most of the way to an hour for these folks we've beaten a dead horse yeah you got your money <laughs> You're all free of it. Uh, until, what are we recording? Monday? Monday we're recording yeah. the... The, the penance. Or the, no, the ultimate. What's the obituary? The, the, <laughs> the obituary. What's the speech called, though? The... You googly. <laughs> Eulogy? Yes. You googly. <laughs> that will be next episode's title. You googly. <laughs> Excellent. Until then, uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. Rest in peace. Ain't it fun?